Hey everyone, welcome to episode 152, Ghost Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Don't you just love these titles? And today I want to talk to you about something that is so normal, so common, so prevalent, And I can probably guarantee with a 99.9% accuracy that you're doing this unconsciously. And once you realize that you're doing it unconsciously, you bring it into your conscious forefront of your mind. And then it makes it a lot easier to not do it so much because a lot of your reactions are coming from this place. So I want to tell you something that I do, I catch myself doing. I see so many clients doing it. Most people do this without even knowing. and. It's the brain's way of trying to protect you from being hurt, to being victimized, to being injured, to try to heal that old wound in current time like we talk about all the time. And it's very normal because your brain doesn't want to ever feel disappointment. So it sets yourself up for disappointment in advance to avoid being disappointed. Isn't that wild? This is very normal. I want to normalize that for you and for me and for your greedy grandpappy. It's very normal that your brain doesn't want to feel negative emotions, so it does everything it can do to do it on purpose in advance, so it feels like, well, now we don't have to feel it as strongly. So it could be disappointment like me going to a soccer game and saying, we're going to lose this game, so then when I lose the soccer game, I'm not as disappointed at the end because I already told myself I was going to lose. So I don't want to get my hopes up that we're going to win the soccer game and be disappointed. Now, you see how crazy that sounds in a soccer tournament or a soccer game because you're probably thinking, Kelly, if you tell yourself you're going to lose, guess what? You have a higher probability of manifesting that loss. But the brain's way of protecting itself from not feeling disappointed is to plan for that disappointment, then it doesn't sting so much because getting our hopes up will make us feel joy. And like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast is joy is the scariest human emotion everybody and anybody will ever feel. Because once we feel it, then the brain starts to go into past pain and past trauma and past stress and says, oh, no, 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 no. Don't get your hopes up. The other shoe's going to drop. It's too good to be true. You felt this joy before. It's going to be ripped away. Your brain will start to say things like that because it's trying to do the brain's job. So I don't want you to get mad about it. Just know that it's okay to lean into joy and it's okay to lean into vulnerability. You're not preventing yourself from feeling a tricky emotion. You just tell your brain, you talk to your brain like it's a toddler that's holding a Sharpie marker or holding a knife and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody just calm down. Everybody just chill out. But if you freak out if a toddler has a Sharpie marker, then the toddler's going to run off without the sharpie marker. So you just have to like pretend like it's your brain's on fire and you just have to like calm the embers. You're not mad because that's going to make the brain get a little bit more illuminated. So what is very normal when we're parenting is we've had past pain, past trauma, past disappointment, 
past hurts, it might have come from our caregivers. It might have come from a teacher. It might have come from your siblings. It might have come from your uncle or your aunt or your grandparents. Someone who caused you a lot of agita, a lot of stress. Maybe there was mental illness issues that you're aware of, but they're not aware of, or they're aware of, but not doing anything about it. Or they're aware of it and you're aware of it, but nothing's changing. So that person probably hurt your feelings, made you feel frustrated, made you feel annoyed, hurt your heart, you felt betrayed, you felt disappointed, you felt let down, that person wasn't there for you. That person caused you an extraordinary amount of stress. It could have been from your childhood, it could have been an ex-husband, an ex-wife, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. You're probably starting to think of someone right now who has caused that stress, pain, trauma in your life, okay? Picture that person, or it could be a group of people. Maybe you're the black sheep of the family. So when you think about that person, it kind of stings a little bit, makes your heart feel heavy, makes your heart feel sore. My friend Jackie always says, I was just so heart sore about it. She's from South Africa and her accent is beautiful. And the things that she says are so well said, and you don't think of your heart being sore. I would say heartache. But heart sore is even stronger, and it just feels like, oh, I feel that. And so when we're parenting, we have that person tucked away in the back of our brain. It could have been from your childhood. It could have been in your 20s. It could have been in your teens. It could have been in your 30s. It could have been last week. Okay. Now you think about that person, and it makes you feel frustrated, angry, bitter. You want to give them the middle finger. You want to say some curse words. You ever watch the lawyer, Emily Baker, on YouTube? She listens to trials and then she gives her kind of feedback of what's, what she's seeing and kind of talks about it from a lawyer's perspective. Also, Rakita Law, so good to watch also. And she says that I'm a, I'm a lawyer that likes cursory words. So I love the way that she says that about cursory words. So someone might make you very angry, cause you a lot of pain, cause you a lot of trauma. So when we are parenting our children and they show glimmers of that behavior, on a smaller scale, a lot of times our brain will play the narrative in the background, OMG, she's going to be just like blank, or he's going to be just like blank. So your reaction to when you see that glimmer of XYZ behavior causes the reaction because that is playing in the background. So crazy enough to say this out loud, but actually your reaction is coming from that past pain, that past betrayal, that past hurt, that past stress, and it comes out as yelling towards your children. Like we always talk about, if the reaction doesn't fit what's really happening, that's when you go and dig deeper of like, what is going on for you, Kelly? What's like, I have a like heart to heart with myself. I'm like, girl, what is going on? That reaction did not fit the incident. What's going on? Talk to me. What's going on? Because it's literally little Kelly coming out and she's scared. She has wounds. She has trauma. She has stress. She has pain. And so I always ask her, I'm like, what's going on for you? This doesn't mean you're schizophrenic. This doesn't mean you have multiple personalities. It means that the scared little boy or the scared little girl or the hurt little girl or the hurt little boy is still living inside of all of us. So our reaction is usually in response to something that happened way long ago and has nothing to do with them spilling the milk or not sharing their toys or crying at Target. When you know this, it's very freeing because then you can separate the two humans in your life, the said child and the past 
person in your life that caused you this angst and you can separate the two people and in your brain, you tell yourself, this is not my sister. This is not my brother. This is not my dad. This is not my mom. This is not my teacher. This is not my ex. This is not my mentally ill uncle. This person in front of you, this said child, has their own throbbing spirit. They have their own soul contract. They have their own life to live and they don't wanna live in the shadow or live as a ghost of someone from your past that caused you all of this angst and pain. And it could be something that's currently in your life because if it was from a parent and now they're a grandparent, a lot of times, especially if they're around while you're engaging with your child, they might be judgmental. They might say some words. So you might feel yourself a little bit more on edge because you feel like, the little girl is being watched by mom and dad. You just want to please them and you want to get all the A's and do all the right things and you know that they're watching you and then they disapprove of how you're parenting. And that's almost double triggering because you're hard on yourself to begin with. And then when you're with your parents, you might feel like that little girl or little boy is still living inside of you and comes out even more because they bring up all your stuff. So you're kind of caught between these two worlds of like the little girl, the little boy, and the big girl and the big boy, and you're stuck between the two four walls, the four walls that you grew up in, and now the four walls that you're trying to create within your own four walls with your new family. You see how confusing that can be for our brains? It's like playing tennis, like back and forth, back and forth. And so I will tell you, it's very freeing to unlink and disconnect the two. I've talked multiple times about how when Lily and Grady were little, and they would do something like not share their toy, or they would cry at Chuck E. Cheese, or they would have a tantrum at Walmart. What was playing in the background is a lot of, when I was a behavior specialist in the schools, a lot of the students that I remember having problems day after day after day after day and going home to so much pain and stress and then coming to school and bringing all that pain and stress to school, I could see the child was really hurting and wounded and would act out accordingly and show in those behaviors, I could see it very clearly where the behavior was coming from. They were having a hard time versus giving me a hard time. I've talked about that ad nauseum. And so when Lily or Grady would do X, Y, Z, my reaction would come from the fact that I never wanted them to grow up and go into a school and stress out a teacher. I never wanted them to go to school and then act out. And then that teacher and that administrator and that school counselor would come to me and say, What's going on at home? There's so much dysfunction. What's going on? This child is acting out day in and day out. And so I always, my reaction would always come from trying to nip it in the bud. They were two and three, and I was worried about them in first grade as a six-year-old because the first grade teacher in me was like, oh, no, 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 no. You are going to be so well-behaved for that first grade teacher. You are not going to stress out that first grade teacher. You're not going to talk in class. You're not going to have any attention issues. You're going to be kind. You're going to be polite. Like all that was playing in the background, and I didn't even know it. Is that crazy? So my reaction when they didn't share a toy, had a temper tantrum at Walmart, it was like, what does that mean about me? It was all about me. Do you see how self-centered that is when I say it out loud? It's actually embarrassing to say, but this is what the brain does because of that past pain or past trauma. It's like, oh, no, 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 we're not going there. So your reaction comes from the place of maybe you were the straight A student and you had a sister or a brother who was the rebellious one and gotten drugs and would steal things. So you see your child take bubble gum at three from the store and you flip out in the car. It's not about the bubble gum in the store. It's about, oh, no, 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 I don't want this child to be like my brother. I don't want this child to be like my sister. I don't want this child to be like my aunt who's in jail. 
Do you see how the brain can do that? And it happens rapid fire. It's not like this slow thought out thing. And then we blame the child over and over and over. And we think if they would just behave, if they would just stop tantruming, if they would just stop stealing the bubble gum, if they would just share their toys, if they would just, if they would just, if they would just, I wouldn't have this big reaction. But I will tell you, once you're aware of this connection that you're making unconsciously, then it allows you to disconnect it and you have true freedom. And you let your child live as their own throbbing spirit separate from your brother or your sister or your dad or your aunt or your grandma or your grandpa or your mom. So I want you to be aware of this because I don't want you to have a child and then recreate something that is from your past that's painful and recreate it and see that through your child. And then your child, your innocent little three-year-old, like which I was doing for so many years, is paying the price for past trauma and past pain or past stress that you had in your life. So we're gonna leave the Samsonite luggage by the door. And I want you to be aware of it. I don't want you to be like, oh my, I can't believe I'm doing that. That's so awful. I'm such a bad human. Just normalize it that it happens in 99.9. I wanna say 100, but it's kind of like nine out of 10 done disagree. I'm gonna give that little out just in case this doesn't resonate with you. Then you're the 99.9 or maybe it hasn't happened yet. And I will tell you, this is true freedom because you will see your child as their own throbbing spirit and their own soul and their own humanness versus so worried that they're going to be like XYZ person in your life, that you end up recreating that XYZ person in your life and have the same friction and tension that you had with XYZ person. It's just like if I'm playing tennis with David and I say, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. I'm going to say I'm going to lose just so I don't feel disappointed when I do lose. We're probably 50-50 with tennis. So if I'm always saying, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm probably going to lose and manifest that loss because I'm so worried about losing. I'm so worried about feeling disappointed that I'm focused on that and I'm playing as a rattled player versus just playing in my flow and playing how I know I can play and not getting in my head, but playing from a heart space. So please let me know if this resonates with you. And if this is something that you see yourself doing and you're like, holy moly, guacamole, I could have had a V8 and you hit yourself on the forehead like, I think I'm doing this, Kelly. Oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. And if you want to unpack some of this, send me a message, send me an email, send me snail mail, send me spoke signals, and I can help you unlink the two so you're not having your child live in the shadows and live in the ghosts of someone in your past or it could be someone that you're dealing with on a regular basis and then end up recreating this clone of this painful person in your past or in your life and separating the two so your child can be a separate throbbing spirit from the ghost of the shadow of who they're living within. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level And we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.